Hey, look what we have found A big sound in a small town Far away from the bright lights They're making music every night Discover what is all around A big sound Hey y'all, come out to the Earl Scruggs Music Festival September 1st through 3rd, 2023, that's Labor Day weekend, at the Tron International Equestrian Center in Mill Spring, North Carolina. Enjoy music on two stages, workshops, craft vendors, food, drinks, everything you might want in a festival experience. We have lodging on site, and for three days, we have three major headliners. We have Emmy Lou Harris, the infamous String Dusters, Green Sky Bluegrass, and a whole host of other really incredible artists celebrating the legacy of Earl Scruggs for a full weekend. So don't miss it, September 1st through 3rd, 2023. All right, this is a song that I wrote um, I was down in uh, Austin, Texas back in the 80s. I lived there for a while. And I was uh, down on 6th Street in Texas and I um, went to this little place called Cafe Brazil. Thank you. 
right, this is uh, another collaboration I did. Um, a young man in, uh, uh, he's actually back in the Charlotte area, uh, a guy named Doug, Douglas Thompson. You might have heard him. He's I know Doug. If you haven't Doug heard Doug's him. been out. Doug, Doug came to the songwriting um, uh, deal we put on. The, actually, the last one, Doug, oh. but Doug was here. Cool. So, yeah, Doug's, Doug's a cool guy. Great guy. Yeah. Yeah, we've, we've done a couple of songs together. Um, this was, I can't remember if this was the first one. Actually, this is probably the second one we did together. But this is um, this is probably my most requested song. Someone left the gate open, and he finally made. had to take at the mail this morning mostly bills and a catalog but in between the envelopes was a postcard from the dog and he wrote how are you people me I'm doing mostly fine made it here to Paris France and met a poor old name Adeline and we take walks to try Now we were mostly happy that he had found his way When we got him he was a street dog just a cold and hungry stray And in our minds we always knew that someday he would write us But the thing that broke our hearts was that he never did invite us <laughs> He just wrote how are you people? Me, I'm doing most fine. Made it here to Paris, France, and met a poodle name Adeline. And we take walks along the river, eat baguettes under blooming trees. It's really not so bad here if you can tolerate French fleas. Got the mail this morning, mostly bills and a catalog. Beeler. I am a singer-songwriter uh, in Charlotte, North Carolina, and I'm also the head button pusher at Tiny Stage Concerts. Uh, we have a lot of uh, singer-songwriters that come through there. Uh, currently, we're up to 276 concerts. Wow, since, that's, uh, that's a bunch. Since 2016, yeah. That's a great, let's just start talking about that. Um, it's a great thing you've done for the songwriting community of Actually, North Carolina, because they're not just all Charlotte-based acts. Yeah, we've uh, spread out. Uh, originally, it was just mostly Charlotte and regional, and uh, we've become, there's uh, several uh, touring musicians sure. that have come through in d uh, different states around the, the country, and we even had one guy come all the way from Australia. Really? That's cool. Yeah. Um, so, tell me about the origination of this, con you know, concept that... Um, you said it started in 2016. In 2016, I, I bought my house in 2015, and uh, we used to, uh, back in those days, we used to have song circles. We'd right. have songwriters come over to the house. 
And so I got the idea of building a stage to do uh, house concerts. Yeah. And uh, by, by the time I finished up the stage and had everything in there, I realized I could only get about 10 people. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I, I had thought when I first went in there, I thought this would be a great place for a house concert. But now that you say that, yeah, you limit the people you yeah, could bring so in there. have to be a really... Uh, Really reserved. So rather than a house concert, you've so, just given yourself a con- a concert weekly. Right. So we, we got the idea, uh, since we couldn't get very many people in there, I got the idea of, of doing a virtual concert. Right. And just having friends come over. Uh, I have a lot of songwriter friends. So just having a, a new friend come over every week and, and just posting one yeah. every week. Yeah. So it kind of just went from there. And originally when I, was, when I had the, the idea and the concept, uh, you know, trying to get people to come over and explain the concept to them, it, there was a lot of uh, trepidation about it. They weren't really sure what it was. Sure. So uh, once we had a couple of them, and and one of the things I really wanted to do, I had been to several shows around Charlotte area, and even open mics and stuff. And one of the biggest problems I had was these songwriters had really good songs, but you could never hear the lyrics. True. Either the sound quality or yeah. people were talking. Uh, so I wanted to have something that would showcase songwriting and the right. lyrics, and people would be able to get a good, clear uh, recording of the, the Well, songs. now, let me ask you, who was your first? Do you remember your first? The first one was Al Lemon. Okay. Uh, he was actually my roommate before I bought the house. Oh, okay. Uh, so he, he was our, our <laughs> guinea pig. Yeah, he was a guinea pig, yeah. So, um, uh, and we were learning as we went. We were uh, trying to, because it was a video recording, we had to uh, kind of compromise. You couldn't get the best mic position right. because you also wanted to get the video. Sure, yeah. So uh, trying to get uh, good sound. And and I think because of the way the room was built, we had good acoustics in the room. Right. So it really helped with the recordings. Well, I was able to get good recordings. Now I listen to a bunch of them, and, you know, you have improved greatly with each one. I guess it's, it's improvement in and equipment improvement in and technique i mean i guess you just after over 200 of them like you know I, you begin to learn what works and don't right yeah you kind of get a feel uh so i i kind of figured out the room pretty quick and then uh we we had some decent uh, we started off with blue microphones yeah and then uh lately I, i've uh, i purchased some uh, lewitt microphones yeah. which are really good it's a company yeah. out of austria yeah i know those mics um, so those really uh really help the sound uh and then just uh, getting the mix between the guitars and the and the vocals. Did you have a problem early on getting people to come on? Yeah, initially people weren't sure what it was. Right. So, um, we had to um, a lot of people rebooked uh, because they had set up an appointment and then for whatever reason they, they couldn't make it. So, uh, uh, but after about the first five or so, uh, we started getting steady bookings because right. people saw what we saw were doing, what, what you were doing. And, uh, uh, we were getting good. Uh, I mean, I wondered how, how how you promoted it. I didn't know if you had to go around to, like, uh, songwriter showcases and go, hey, I got this, you know. Uh, actually, it, it kind of uh, evolved organically because as That's we had good. people on, they would tell they would tell about friend, it. Yeah. And uh, so then I, I think probably after about six months, we were to the point where we were booked out about a year. Oh, that's great. I mean, so, that, I mean yeah. yeah. Because once people saw saw sure. what we were doing, they wanted to get a sure. chance to come. I mean, on. it's it's a it's a great concept. Um, actually, you're one of the few people that do that, um, uh, and it is a well, it's an individual generally who is on their songwriter. So it does vary from the NPR tiny desktop type thing, but it's it's a similar type thing. Yeah, when I when we first started, I wasn't even aware of the tiny, tiny desk. desk. Okay. And after we had done two or three of them, then I discovered uh, Tiny Desk. And, yeah. Uh, and and we were kind of on a parallel path with them because it was pretty similar. Uh, Bob, um, oh crap, his last name eludes me at the moment. Uh, the guy who started the Tiny oh, Desk. Oh yeah, um, yeah. Um, he uh, he had the same the same thing. He went to a show and he couldn't hear the the band very well. Right. So he, on a fluke, he just invited the artist to come to the studio to do a recording, and it just kind of, kind of took off from sure. there. I mean, there, it's a, it's a great way. I've always been a fan of listening rooms and house concerts because you can actually hear the words. Yeah. People don't talk around it. Um, 
So that is, there's very few of those too. I mean, there's more possibly since there are coffee houses again and craft breweries, but still they're few and far between where people will listen. Yeah. And where the sound is good enough to understand it, what their songs are about. Oh, yeah. So. And it's an it's interesting concept to just introduce songwriters to people because uh, it, it's grown organically because every time we have a new artist, their fans sure. watch them, and then they'll discover some of the other some people. Other people. Yeah, it's, it's a great tool for, for uh, of course, for the songwriting community. I mean, they love it, you know. It's a chance to go on and do your songs instead of having to go out and do two of yours and three covers, you know. So. And then prior to COVID, we were doing uh, regular um, showcases. Uh, we would have people who had been on Tiny Stage come out. We'd have like three of them. Right. Uh, so we started doing that back in uh, 2016, yeah. into 2016. And uh, so that was going pretty good. And then uh, two or three times a year, we would have uh, what we call reunion shows. Right. Where we'd have about 20 to 30 uh, artists come out sure. and play. That's, we, I, from the podcast here, have a Big Sound Small Town songwriters uh, showcase. Uh, and we do that. And um, it's been really, really good. We have a good location, Dragonfly, which is across the street oh, yeah, here. It's a listening room yeah. most of the time. Uh, it just depends. But but um, for the songwriter nights, it's pretty much a listening room. Um, and and it's been fun to have people on the show and then come out and play music with them. Wow. Actually, Kevin Bridges and I host that. So yeah. You know Kevin. Oh, yeah, he's great. Yeah, Kevin's great. Yeah, he was on the tiny stage back in probably 2017. Yeah, he's 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 a great songwriter and a fun guy to be in. I'm actually in several things with Kevin at the moment. We have a John Prine tribute band called the Handsome Johnnies, with a with a another fine songwriter Dale Britton, and we um and he and I have a band called Cleveco, and we got um. We got several things going on, the two of us. So he's a he's a joy to work with. Well, before you were into the, um, I, I guess you would call that video recording that you do. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, you were a musician. Yeah. So so tell me about how that comes about. Well, I, I grew up. Um, I have two older brothers that, that play guitar. Okay. And, and perform and sing. Um, so there's always been music in the sure. house. And my oldest brother had a uh, just a huge album collection. So we listened to everything. everything. Yeah. Yeah. My parents were big uh, uh, Lawrence Welk fans yeah. uh, and country music. Uh, so they had a pretty varied musical taste. So I had to watch a lot of Lawrence Welk growing up. <laughs> Thank you, music lovers, you know. Yeah, oh, yeah. So, so I grew up with music, and I started playing guitar when I was about 15. Oh, that's good. And, uh, Were you writing at that point or just uh, playing? I, I had been writing lyrics up to that point, but I hadn't really put music to lyrics till I was about maybe about 17. Okay. I started putting the music music to the, the songwriting. Because I've always been a writer. I've done, I did poetry right. in elementary school. And sure, high and yeah. All that. Yeah. Uh, and so... Uh, I, d- I started playing. Uh, there was a couple of high school buddies. We had a band. Yeah, that's usually the played together. Yeah, and did did a couple of shows. Sure, and, uh, played at the talent show and things like that. Do you remember doing your first song? Your first song that you had written out publicly? Uh, actually, the first song I wrote, I didn't actually play it. My brother actually performed it. Oh, that's at cool. Show, oh, that's <laughs> which good. Was really a, a cool feeling because uh, having your song performed. By someone else. So. I agree. It is. I mean, to to this day, I I love it when people do my songs. You know, I mean, I do. It's um, uh, so I know for your first one, that would have to be great. Yeah. It's uh, so uh, did you grow up in North Carolina? I actually grew up in El Paso, Texas. Okay. And I uh, lived in Texas most of my life, uh, all the way through high school. And then I moved down to Austin, Texas, for a couple of years. Yeah, been there. there. And that was that was a really great musical experience because there was uh, so many great sure. singer songwriters around there. Yeah, and um, 
you know, they would have a, uh, they actually had free concerts down at a place called Auditorium Shores, which was right on the lake. Mm-hmm. And uh, there, you'd see everybody, uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan would play right. out there pretty regularly. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, it was yeah. just amazing just being around all these, these oh, great musicians. I, I agree. I actually, uh, as a songwriter, Texas gave me my first big butt-kicking as a songwriter. I was a new folk at Kerrville. Oh, and um, I realized that I, I left to go out there thinking I was just the greatest and then got out there and some guy that I, that was in a tent beside me was playing a song and I thought it was great and within a year after um, I returned and that's not the people that were on stage and in the you know, contest with no no that was just a guy in a campfire and uh, sure enough Trisha Yearwood uh recorded she's in love with the boy and i knew it was a great song you know and that was just a guy in a tent and he said well, I, th- I think i got some traction on this <laughs> you know and obviously he did but so texas gave me my first dose of wow man everybody out here is better than you are you oh, yeah. need to go home and either quit or, or work on your craft yeah so so yeah texas is full of um fine writers and players i mean it's a wonderful place musically yeah, I was uh, actually involved in the uh, Austin uh, songwriting group down there. Oh, that's cool. Um, and they were, they'd been going for a couple of years, I guess, when I joined in with them. Mm-hmm. And I remember one, they, they used to do uh, quarterly, have songwriting contests. Yeah. And uh, one of my songs actually got an honorable mention. Oh, that's which great. Is really yeah. Among that group I of agree. talent. That I totally a, agree. So. Um, it's uh, I actually. Uh, some of my favorite songwriters were Texas musicians. Yeah. Uh, James McMurtry is um, oh, yeah. about as fine a writer as you can get. Yeah, you know? I just saw him. Uh, we were down there last summer. Yeah. And uh, so I saw him. Go to Continental. Is that where you see him yeah. at? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he plays pretty regular. Yeah, Actually, he does. I invited him up to Tiny Stage if he's ever in the area. Yeah. I. Uh, he came to do the podcast and was a bit contrary. <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, but a uh, fabulous writer. Oh yeah. So yeah. So um, so how did you get out of Texas? <laughs> so um, at the time, I, I got married when I was in Austin, and uh, my wife at the time got a, uh, a job offer in Miami, Florida. So ah. We ended up moving down there. It's been about six years down there. But That's a complete different culture yeah it's a totally different culture yeah Uh, so i I would go out to open mics and stuff down there i don't think i played out much down there i would think Uh, singer songwriters in miami would be a lot harder to come across than they are in um austin oh yeah yeah definitely it was more of a uh uh a pop sure playing covers sure place. yeah that's kind of there, the way there were a few of them uh i'd go to some of the open mics and there'd be like some of the smaller open mics that have singer songwriters yeah yeah i mean it's a totally different scene oh yeah so yeah and then uh, uh right around the time hurricane andrew came through yeah we decided we, we had enough of miami I, I do understand that yeah uh, so then uh my wife got a job offer up in uh, charlotte move up there so you spent most of your time as a singer songwriter basically as opposed to being a uh in a band yeah i've uh only only time i was in bands like full bands was or bigger bands right. more than two people right was, uh, in high school That's... and then i pretty much did solo uh then when i moved up to charlotte i went to an open mic and i met another uh, gentleman and we started playing out as a duet right for a while sure I mean, duets are cool, really. I mean, it yeah. takes some of the load off of you, and you don't yeah. have to. I've worked then, many of them over the we, years. We had kind of a unique uh, way we did it. Uh, we would each do a solo a set, and then we'd do a set together. Together, yeah. Yeah, that's a pretty good so, way of doing it. Yeah, so we had a little bit different styles. So right. Kind of gave a, uh, yeah. Gave a, and then you get, I know I had someone up here uh, last week who had spent his life in bands, and then he became a singer-songwriter, or Joe Middleton. Oh, yeah. Joe was always a um, rock and roll singer, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I was just listening to that podcast. Yeah, he is a rock and roll singer, so, he, you know, it was... Um, but uh, he's turned into a pretty fine songwriter. Oh, 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. We really enjoy his music. He, um, uh, we have a um, small town South Carolina background we share. <laughs> so he was a pretty nice guy and pretty talented musician. Do you, do you, how do you write? Do you write like in blocks or do you write daily? Uh, I used to write just um, occasionally when I got inspired. Right. Uh, and then at one point I, I challenged myself to write uh, 26 songs or actually 31 songs, 26 songs in 26 days. Yeah. So what I did was I took uh, one letter of the alphabet each day. Oh, that's pretty cool. And then cool. I would just open up the dictionary at that letter right. and just randomly pick a word and then write based on that, that word. You know, that's a, that would be a great teaching skill as um, I've taught songwriting over the years, and that would be actually a pretty pretty good experiment for the, for. Uh, young songwriters or new songwriters to do. That's a pretty good, yeah. good idea. Yeah, because it, it, I realized that, you know, at the time I was writing only when I was inspired. Right. And there would be, like, areas or times, uh, blocks of time where I wasn't sure. getting that inspiration. Yeah, I, I mean, I do understand. Sometimes mine comes in blocks to where I cannot get them all, all my ideas written down at a mm-hmm. time, and then it goes blank. And then, you know? For a while. So... So, yeah, so I did that, and then uh, uh, about a year or two later after I did that, or it might even not have been a year, um, I created a group on uh, Facebook where I invited my friends to do the same thing right. along with it. So it's kind of like a group songwriting thing. Do, do you still do any of those songs that you wrote? Uh, actually, there's uh, several of them that came out of that. Okay. That, that I, I mean, I'll, I'll pretty regularly. Sure, because I have written, well, as every songwriter knows, you have a... You have as many that you don't do that you do that, that, you know, there's a reason you don't do them. Mm -hmm. I have, um, uh, (laughs) I've had to reexamine some of the ones that I wondered why, why they didn't get picked up from time to time. And I realize one verse can do that to you. I mean, I mean, you know, someone's considering a song for something, and seventy five percent, eighty percent of that song is really good. Then you got a trash part, yeah. you know. And and you know this is this is funny. I had a song. It was recorded, and it was going to get picked up bigger, but then they decided not to. And I just I, everybody loved the song, but I could never figure out why. Then, so I forgot about the song for about. 20 years and a girl that I played in a band with calls me and says hey I'm getting ready to record a new project can I can I do that song and I said well you know what happened last time I I did it she said well like three it's been recorded by three different people I said I know she said said uh I still want to do it so I said yeah fine go ahead and do it I said I've rewritten the last lines from um I kind of, after 20 years, realized where the mistake was, you know. So I send it to her, and uh, she writes me back and says, hey, can I change it back to the original line? <laughs> I, said, I, I said, at this point, you can even rewrite it to suit you at this point. I don't, I don't care, you know. I mean, so, but, but um, she recorded it, so I'm happy, I guess. <laughs> You know, yeah. Sometimes you never know a uh, song that you may not particularly like. Other people, oh yeah, oh. To and, oh yeah, or vice versa, a song you love and nobody's. Oh yeah, oh I've been. I, I'm not really good at picking those. I, I I seem to be terrible at at it with my own, and even with other people. Sometimes there's songs that I really like, and other people don't. You know, I I went through and picking out Kevin's stuff for. Uh, something we were working on. He's like, "What? Well, you're terrible at picking out my songs, you know." So I don't know. It, it is. It is, and you know, it's. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad you got some songs out of that exercise that you yeah, that you used. Really and uh, one thing I, I noticed, I, I used to write solo stuff. I didn't do a lot right. of collaboration. Well, I was getting ready to ask you, do you do that? Uh, I've in the probably the past two three years, I've started doing more collaborations. 
And a lot of it has to do with uh, back right when the pandemic was hitting, uh, I joined a group online called 100 Days of Songwriting. Right. Uh, and I had actually met the, the guy who started it uh, down in Austin at a, a music conference right. um, the year before. And so uh, with the, the shutdown and everything, I had more time available. Right, true. So, uh, so it worked out perfectly. And, and it's a unique, uh, well, kind of a unique uh, concept where uh, songwriters just, um, it's, it's called a general accounting group. Mm -hmm. uh, so basically what you do is for that 100 days, you set your own goal. Uh, what you're going to do every day for right. that. It could be like write five minutes sure. or 20 minutes or whatever, right. whatever you feel comfortable with. Yeah. And and you, you can post online every day what you're doing, or you could just read other people's posts. Right. Uh, there's no mandatory requirement right. to post. Uh, so um, I got into the point where I was I was actually writing every day. I, I The first goal, I think, was just to write five minutes a day sure. for 100 days. And, yeah. and I pretty much met that. For the most part, uh, I think I wrote something every day. Yeah. And in a couple of days, I had some really good uh, uh, fleshed out lines, uh, like verses and choruses. Right. Sometimes I just have like a, a verse or just a yeah. couple lines. Yeah, sure. But it was always something every day. And out of that, a couple of people were inspired by what I was writing and asked if they could add some music to sure. it. Sure, yeah. So I began collaborating a lot more. Yeah that so I came out with some really good songs that's good uh, through the collaboration process yeah I mean I've, I've done it both ways um, uh, I'll say uh, so while we're talking about that you know these days in Nashville um, it'll be like six people write a song mm -hmm. and uh, you know, as a songwriter I wonder how I feel about that I mean uh, how much of that song did I really write, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've, I've never done it with, like, a whole group. I've done songwriting with, you know, with sure. one person. Yeah. One other person. But I've uh, done it with three, but I I've, um, haven't done it any more than that. Yeah. I got this guy I know, Charles Humphreys III. Uh, he plays uh, in the Songs for the Road Band. But so uh, he gets paid to come to Nashville and write with people yeah, I don't know, monthly maybe, ever so often, and he'll go. And, um, you know, he'll he'll get there, and there'll be more people there to write with him than what he realized it was going to be, I think, you know. Yeah. But he's had some, he's wrote some good stuff out of that, so. Yeah, um, I guess it, it kind of depends on who else is involved. It, in it. it does, kind of. And, and I think, too, that you can take two good writers and they can – be totally just different and sometimes it won't won't work yeah and I, i've worked with people who weren't particularly that great a writer but was pretty creative yeah. so you can you can put their creativity into words which right. which helps too yeah and then it's also that chemistry between people sure it is sometimes it just it just flows and people think about that in a band setting but they don't think about that in a writing situation very often so uh, writing is in itself beside playing an instrument a whole craft among itself oh yeah yeah you know, so yeah. it's one of those you're always you're constantly learning sure and hopefully as I tell people constantly editing <laughs> you know I've, uh, no I won't go there <laughs> yeah, I think there's only been maybe one song that I've ever written that I didn't end up changing sure. lyrics or something. Well, like yeah, I, as I've been told many times, you can even record it. doesn't mean you can't change the way you do it. Right. I mean, it's not set in stone particularly. So, well, now how often are you filming? Are you filming every weekend? Uh, we do um, – we usually do at least every other weekend Yeah. Now. And we'll try to do two or three every weekend. Yeah. Uh, it's just uh, we're... I was getting ready to ask you, how many do you get in in a weekend? Uh, it, it varies. Um, like if it's a holiday weekend or something, we can get like three or four sure. on that weekend. Um, generally, we try to do try to keep it to like two or three weekend. Uh, just so sure. Because there's, there's some preparation stuff you have to do right. in between 
How much post time, post production stuff do you put in? Uh, I figured it's about five to six hours per, per recording. Yeah, uh, and that's if it's a solo person, if right? It's a duo or sure. large group. Uh, it can. It can was was that time. was all, was that also a learning curve to to do that the editing part in the, yeah, the post production? Um, because you have to edit the audio sure. separately, yeah. and then you have to edit the video, yeah. and then you have to merge them together. Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's a little bit of a process, but I've, I've kind of learned as I've gone, I've got my presets all set up. Right. It flows a little bit faster than it used to. Oh, that's good. It's still, it's still, you know, you have the, you have to put the time in. We used to record live acts and hear bands in this room, uh, kind of via what you do or, or a tiny desk. And um, the biggest part was, was the editing time on the videos, you know, getting the sound and getting it all, the colors to match up right and all. Yeah. And it's hard. The more people you have, the harder it is. And you can tell this is a lit room, so it's really tricky. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. The uh, the, the nice thing about the tiny stage room that we record in, it, we have a carpet on the floor. Right. And the, the ceiling's kind of at an odd angle. It is. So you don't get any direct reflection. Right. That's good. So it, it, I, mean, I thought it was a great setup, you know. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think it's one of those things. That I think you also looked into a pretty good sounding room, which yeah. sometimes you can work on rooms and they you still can't get them right. Yeah, I think just the angle, the, the wall that we put, decided to put the stage on and yeah. the angle of the roof worked yeah, out. Yeah, I like that. And, you know, one thing I, I, I think that has really helped the sound it's probably it's one of those things you wouldn't notice it unless it was there. Right. Uh, on the stage, I have two trees that have guitars hanging on. Yeah, yeah. And there's like six guitars on each right. tree, and I think that actually adds to some of the sound because the guitars actually absorb it could, the sound. It could. It could. What's vibration? Then, you know. Yeah. yeah, yeah there's vibrations on the strings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that could be. You know, it's also pretty cool to look at too you realize that too i mean it's a, it's a good visual yeah and I, I think just the the room itself because it's soaked up so much uh, great music sure over the I th- year, yeah i think just has oh, i think they have a, yeah vibe a life of its own really a lot of music yeah this this room has a lot of music in it it's um so rooms do that, you know. They have lives of their own, which I think people don't realize either. And I think people just pick up on that vibe when they come in. You yeah. Know, they try to just uh, make it a casual place where people just come in and play. Sure. And share the music. Sure. Now, how often are you doing, you know, how often are you playing out and doing your stuff too? Uh, it, it varies. Um, right now I'm not actively seeking shows, but right. I have been getting uh, a lot of invites to do some uh uh, songwriter sure. showcases and a couple of solo shows. Yeah, I actually have a show this Thursday, um, which is July sixth at um, uh, Comet Grill. Yeah, I know the, the Comet. Influences yeah. and originals. Sure. There. Yeah. Paul Lover puts that on. Com- Comet has been a really good place for Charlotte musicians. Oh, yeah. You know, it really has. It's got a lot of a lot of mojo to it. It does have a lot of mojo to it. You know, it, it's one of the Real iconic ones that are still left. I mean, they're falling by the wayside in Charlotte uh, pretty quickly these days. Oh yeah, but uh, and uh, uh, about a two a couple of weeks ago, uh, Don Eidman invited me out to play over at uh, a Wired Coffee Espresso yeah, yeah. in uh, Kannapolis. Yeah, and I ended up doing a solo show there, which was uh, uh, ended up being comedy and music. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know that goes hand in hand too. Yeah. There's, um, uh, I think he's been on your show. Have you ever seen oh. Je- Jeff Wall, the big dumb Jeff hick? Wall. Yes, he's been on our show. Pretty funny guy. Yeah. I mean, he's a almost as much a comedian as he is a. Yeah, um, he's got some great. Yeah, great yeah. Stuff. I mean, he's one of the guys that he reached out to me, and he was. Uh, he totally. It, it was a real treat because his songs are different. Mm-hmm. He's a different guy. You know, uh, it's kind of fun. Sure. He's yeah, pretty he's smart, too. Yeah, he is pretty he's smart. He calls himself the big, dumb hick, but he's not. Yeah. He is big, though. <laughs> you know, yeah, he's a uh, – but I, you've come across all types, I guess. I mean – Yeah, we've had uh, – we try to keep the, the format open, so we're not – we don't try to keep it to one genre. Right, and I've noticed that. That is one really good thing about it is it, it seems to be 
you can come there and do your stuff. It, it doesn't have to be um, – uh, it can be anything you want it to be. Yeah, we've had everything from polished musicians sure. to uh, you know people who have only written like six songs. Sure, yeah. I, I think that's good, though. I think that's great. But yeah, we just, yeah, we're trying to just uh, – we're looking for that creativity. Yeah. You know, that's, that's the main factor. Sure. Um, so if they've got good songs, um, you know – and it's not so much about the performance. It's it's more about the song, the song itself. And songwriter sure. itself. Yeah. Well, I see that. We have a songwriting contest here in town, which I would tell you that it is not a really songwriting contest. It is a performance-based um, competition where songwriting, the song is probably the least, yeah. you know, it's the least given the least attention than anything yeah that's unfortunate it is if you're having a songwriting contest you want the the songwriting to be at the heart of it yeah you do you want it you want it to be uh, it doesn't matter the performance of of a if if it's a songwriting thing it is the song itself you know i mean i suspect bob dylan would never win a contest of any type (laughs) Um, and yet he would probably 99% of the time have the best song. So, you know, um, so it's, it is kind of weird that way. Can they reach out to you if they want to, or do you reach Uh, out? Well, we, we actually get a lot of people uh, contacting me through my website. We have, uh, it's at tinystagecom.com. Yeah, you need to promote that. And, uh, there's, um, there's a, uh, link to email to email me, and I get a lot of out-of-town people contacting sure. us through there. Yeah. Um, and for some reason, our uh, our website ended up on a um, uh, home uh, house concert website. Oh, so um, you get people so reaching out. people wanting to come by and play a house concert. Right. But, and so I have to explain to them what we That's do. That's not a... And we actually get a lot of uh, artists coming through who... Uh, just want to come by and, and is, as a way to promote themselves right. in the area. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, it's 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 great. Well, I wondered because I know we're doing this, and I, it, is your um, website is that your basic contact for everything? If they want to hire you for jobs, yeah. If they want to come to the uh, uh, and do the concert at your house, yes, yeah. it's, it's yeah. all through the same. They would just contact me, or they can contact me through our Tiny Stage Facebook page. Okay. All right. That's good to know. What else we need to know? Uh, let's see. We just hit our 1,000th uh, subscriber. Oh, that's great. That is really good. Yeah, so it's, it's, been, it's been growing. Okay. Now are you monetizing it through? Um... Well, uh, unfortunately, it used to be where once you hit 1,000 subscribers, right. you could monetize. Right. Now you have to have 1,000 subscribers. And four thousand sure. hours of <laughs> yes, you do. listening yeah. in, within a twelve month period. Sure. So we're about halfway there. Well, I mean, so, you know, that's good there. though. Yeah, and there, you know, it's um, I know this without even asking you, but uh, the monetary part of it's, it's who cares for you, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it'd be it, nice to happen, but that's not that's not that is not your goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Just getting the music out sure. is the main thing. Yeah, and then, uh, we get um, a lot of people when they come, they'll they'll just make donations. Sure, you know, yeah, out, you know, with, yeah, with the time involved. In yeah, it. but uh, other than that, you know, it's 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 more of a of a passion project. Sure, I do understand. I've um, had several chances. Spotify has offered to buy this program twice for me, and I like doing it. You know, and it's not really um, about the money. money. Yeah. Uh, and I would just wind up recreating it somewhere else. So I'm staying with it for the time being. Yeah. How about yeah, doing it? I think if uh, somebody else took over Tiny Stage, it, it wouldn't be the same thing. Yeah, I think I feel the same way. I think part of it is just that stage itself. Yep. Oh. I agree. Yeah, I, I agree. That stage is real iconic. It's really cool. Yeah. And it's special, too. It sounds good. A lot of things that just can't can't happen in a, in a different space oh yeah yeah we've had a lot of fun with it can you do a f- couple more songs for me sure all right let's do that all right, all right. 
Well, you had mentioned that you uh, you do a John Prine cover sure. band. Mm-hmm. This song was actually inspired by John Prine. I think I was channeling him one day. I was sitting in the backyard, and uh, I wrote the lyrics for it. And uh, a guy named uh, Joe Thompson, who's up in uh, Maryland, wrote the music for it. Okay. fairly recent song that I just wrote. Um, I think some people might be able to relate to it.